Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. For the first time in 39 years, the Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmeen, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, what will the lines look like for next season? And a legendary play-by-play man announces his retirement. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're, be- we're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. What will the lines look like next season? Well, we all know that the first line will stay intact with Pasta, Bergie, and Marshy. But what will the the middle six look like? With the addition of Craig Smith and free agency, there are a few line combinations we could see on the second and third lines. Really. I mean, the big question is on the right side of both lines. Do you go with Smith or do you go with Kasha? Now, last year in the bubble, or not last year in the bubble, but over the summer in the bubble, you know, we saw DeBrusque, Krejci, and Kasha. And they played well together. I mean, there was some team, really good team, team chemistry. And to me, they were the best line on the team. They showed a lot of speed, had tons of scoring chances. You know, Kasha even had, you know, had a, Chance to get a couple of goals in there. So, you know, he looked really good with with DeBrusque and Krejci. So, you know, maybe do you break these guys up? I would say no. I would give this line a chance to build up some chemistry together because they played really well in the bubble and, you know, let these guys grow with each other because that's one of the things, one of the mistakes that's been made over the past couple of seasons or since Lucic left, you know, you know, Krejci hasn't had somebody on, you know, hasn't had a reliable guy in his wing. Well, he's got that guy in DeBrusque a little bit. I'm not saying DeBrusque is, you know, this great play. Well, he's a great player, but, you know, he's probably not the answer. But you know what? Putting Kasha on there, you know, putting Kasha on there with Krejci could probably help, especially if they if they keep these guys together for, for some period of time throughout the regular season. Now, Going to the third line, you're going to have Bjork, Coyle, and Smith. Bjork is a great fit on Charlie Coyle's left side. I see him staying on with Coyle throughout the whole season. Those two guys have built a little bit of team chemistry, and I'd like to see that continue. Now, putting Smith on the third line is going to is going to be pretty good. You know, you got to give these guys a chance to build up some line chemistry here. So, you know. In the beginning, put Smith on the line and see how he plays. If things go well, then 
you know, leave the leave lines two and three intact. And you could possibly, you know, you know, maybe move somebody out, maybe try out some other players in that in that line in you know, on the right side. But right now I would actually stick with Kasha, you know, on the second line and Smith on the third line. You know, you could possibly maybe maybe in a couple of maybe after a couple of games, maybe switch the two, you know, flip flop the two, you know, maybe put Smith on with Krejci. But right now, that's that's got to be that's got to be the question mark f- for this for this upcoming season. You know, you're going to have you have your number one line. You're going to have, you know, this new free agent that they just signed, Craig Smith. So added to the mix. So who knows what what you're going to what you're going to see, you know. You know who's gonna go where, but I I kind of think that Kasha's gonna stick around with Krejci, you know, since they played well together in the playoffs. So, you know, it's gonna be a wait and see, and you know what Cassidy does. Now you also have Jack Stanika. he's NHL ready, but sometime in the NHL, you know, some playing time in the NHL is gonna be better for him. The AHL season will start before the NHL. It's supposed to. We, we're we're not really, sh- you know, they haven't really released a schedule or anything, but they have a, you know, a date of the first. I believe it's the first week of December. So, you know, he could he can start there, you know, and he can use that time to get a, you know, he could use, you know, the start of the AHL season to get additional ice time with the Providence Bruins. So he doesn't have a whole lot left to prove in the in the in the AHL. But a top line AHL minutes for him would be more beneficial than fourth line minutes in the NHL. So, you know, start let him, you know, since the AHL is starting sooner than the NHL, you know, put him in Providence, let him get some of that first line. You know, let him get that uh, first line ice time. And see how it goes. You know, and the same can be sent about, sent, said said about Trent Frederick. You know, a little extra time with the baby bees, you know, in the month of December could get him ready f- for when a new season starts. You know, so we could see him. And I see Frederick, I don't see him, you know, in the middle six. I don't. He's a, he's a, he's a banger. He's a, he's a grinder. I see him alongside Sean Corrali and Chris Wagner, and that could be an awesome fourth line. I mean, that could be like your four, you know, like a fourth line of a couple of years ago when you had Sean Thornton on there and Gregory Campbell on there, you know, you know, on that fourth line. So that that would be, to me, that's going to be a pretty good fourth line. That's going to be your grinder, you know, throw it out there line. The, what I've heard about Frederick, Frederick. Is that he loves? He's a he's a hitter. He's a banger. So that's what I like about him. The addition of of uh, Greg McCre- Greg McKeg gives the bees more depth at forward. McKeg will be will join the team after signing as a free agent last week. And you also have uh, Carson Kuhlman in there, Parlin Home, Nick Ritchie, uh, who will be looking for ice time with the bees. Now, a lot of you are probably saying, well, where did Nordstrom go? Well, Nordstrom uh, packed his bags and signed a one-year deal with Calgary. Now, the thing about Kuhlman was, even at the start of, like, the beginning of last season, he was the guy that they were putting, they they, they had a, a lot of, 
you know, t- there was a lot of talk that he was going to be the guy who was going to be on Krejci's right side. Well, with the addition of Kasha at the, you know, close to the trade deadline, I have a feeling that Kuhlman might might be that extra forward right now. All right, I don't, I, I don't see him really. F- the only way I see him fitting in right now is if he goes out and has a great couple. Uh, if he's in the lineup and he has a great couple of games, you know, maybe there's an injury or two, you know, and stick him on there with with DeBrusque and Krejci. But that's where people were talking about putting him. You know, last year was he was going to be Krejci's. Everybody, well, it seems like everybody's going to be Krejci's. You know, the answer to him getting back, getting back to, you know, Krejci getting back to where he was when he had Horton and Lucic on his wings. So who knows where, where what's going to happen with that situation. But like I said, I think I think Kosh is going to work well with Krejci and Smith is going to work well with Coyle. So and then he had the other guys on there. Par Lindholm had a pretty good, pretty good time. Nick Ritchie, uh, I think he's kind of... I don't know. You know, the 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 jury's still out on on him and how he play, he played horrible in the bubble, so who knows what's going to happen with him. But you know, I see this I look at I look at these lines, you know, you you wonder where Stanika's going to fit in. You know, you know, going back to him, you know, is he going to go on a line, you know, is he going to fit with is he going to go on a line with Krejci and Debrusk, you know? He could probably fit in there fine too. So there's a lot of line, you know, there's a lot of line possibilities out there. But I think the ones that are standing out right now are going to be DeBrusque, Krejci, and Kasha, and Bjork, Coyle, and Smith. You know, where does where does Stanika fit in? I don't know. Maybe maybe at some point, you know, you may see him, you know, thrown in in the third line. But right now, I have a feeling that those are going to be your your lines, you know, your middle six. And of course, Frederick, Frederick, with Corrali and Wagner on your fourth line. So basically, you know, I I look at that. That there's your set lines, unless Cassidy comes along and has this bright idea of moving, you know, Pasta down with the down with Krejci, you know, and moving DeBrusque up with Bergeron. I mean, it does happen every from time to time. You will see, you know, different line combinations if during a game if the Bruins are getting blown out. So who knows what's going to happen with that. But, you know, the middle six is always going to be a question mark for the Bruins. But I have a feeling that the that these guys, that those six guys that I mentioned are going to be, you know, are going to be a pretty decent lines. The only thing, the only problem is that these guys got to score some goals here. They That number one line needs that support. You can't rely on, on Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marshawn. You can't. You can't come, you know, you know, you know, you have Krejci in there and DeBrusque and Kasha, you know, these guys, I mean, they're, these guys are, you know, can score goals. So, you know, the supporting cast here of, of those three, those three guys, you know, I don't know, you know, you're, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at that. I'm, I'm looking at my notes here. And I see DeBrus, Krejci, and Kasha, and I'm like thinking to myself, this could be a pretty decent, good scoring line. This could be a, a, a support, you know, could be, these guys could put up some, these guys, these lines could put up some numbers this year. Hopefully they do. Hopefully they don't have to rely on that, that number one line. So, 
And then you got the guys, you know, and then you have guys like Kuhlman and Lindholm and Richie. Maybe those guys can can do a little bit of spark too. But you have to wonder where the where do those where do those guys fit in? So that's a quick look at your forward lines for this season. You know, I have a feeling that you know you might even ha- you might have a couple of surprises in there, sitting in there. You know, you might have a Stadnika come in and slip into that number on that second line or third line, you know, maybe McKegg will slip into that second or third line, you know, who knows? We, we really don't know because, you know, we haven't really seen, you know, we've, we saw Kasha in the, in the, you know, in the bubble, you know, we've seen Stadnika play and he's played really well. We've seen Frederick uh, a couple of times, you know, we haven't seen really McKegg, you know, um, we've seen what Kuhlman can do, Lindholm, Richie. You know, we know what these guys can do. But I have a feel. I just have this gut feeling that you know the line. You know that those guys aren't going to see a, a lot of playing time. Those guys going to be up on the ninth floor of the garden, watching the games as the extra forwards. Now the defense outlook isn't tough to figure out. All right, I know you lost Tory Krug, but you know. That's the way. That's the way things go in the NHL these days with free agency. So the defensive pairings you're going to probably you're going to have it's going to be McAvoy and Grizzlick, Carlo, and possibly Chara if he decides to resign. You'll see Chara in there, and then you're going to probably have Lazon and Clifton. All right, with your extra defensemen being Miller and. Uh, John Moore. Now, can Miller stay healthy? I don't know. I mean, it's when was the last time he actually? Play? I can't even remember the last time he was actually played a game. I think it's been two seasons now. He's been out with, you know, with injuries. So who knows? You know, he could probably slip in, you know, to that slot with Carlo if Chara doesn't doesn't resign with the with the club. So. Who knows what's going to happen with that? You know, that that that's a tough one because we don't know when Chara when Chara's going to like sign with anybody right now. I mean, he could wait all the way up until the beginning of the in a week before the season starts and sign with somebody. So, who knows what's going to happen there. Now, you have then you have Raskin Halak in goal. There there's there's your lock right there. They're good. They're, you know, they're they're a lock. Halak. Eh. You know, both goaltenders, you know, you're going to need you're going to need both of them this upcoming season because of the tight schedule. You know, if the season's going to start in January, you know, you are going to see a condensed, you know, a really tight schedule. I don't know if it's going to be like two games and three nights or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the NHL decides to do, you know, you're going to you're going to need both goaltenders to play well enough because there's going to be a lot of back-to-back games there's going to be a lot of back-to-back games and because they're going to try to get every because to me they're going to the nhl is going to try and get everything in by the time you know by the time april rolls around they're going to want to get back on a normal playoff schedule and having tuca is going to be important this year i know a lot of you are like buy them out trade them do do this do that well guess what I'm I'm going to have to say you're going to have to keep him for for his the final year of his contract. Now you're probably saying why? Well, 
you know, you have a Vez, you know, two-time Vezina winner. He's a veteran goaltender. You're going to need him. You're going to need, like I said, you're going to need both goaltenders. And why not have the strongest, one of the strongest goaltenders in the league? You know? So you might as well just stick with him for this one year. It's going to be a shortened year. So you might as well just stick with him. So let me know your ideas for the lines for this season. Um, go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page and let me know what your line combinations are. You know, you know, are you going to put DeBrusque, Krejci, and Stanika together? You know, is Bjork, Coyle, and maybe Kasha on the third line? Maybe maybe you don't put Frederick alongside Corrali and Wagner on the fourth line. You put um, Para Lindholm on there. So who knows? You know, maybe maybe your defensive lines are going to be different than mine, you know? But I want to know what you guys are thinking out there. Okay, so you know, go to my go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page, and tell me your ideas for lines. Because I kind of it's gonna it would be kind of fun to see what every all the all the listeners out there think about the different line combinations. And I think it would be a fun game to play. Now, speaking of the the league, last you know you know condensed schedules and everything. The league announced the postponement of the Winter Classic, originally set for January 1st at Target Field in Minneapolis. You know, you would think the league would like to start the season with a big event like the Winter Classic, but my guess is that they would like to they would like Target Field at full capacity for this event and not at 25 or 50 or without any fans. So that's probably one of the reasons why they canceled it in the first place was because you know, if you're not going to be able to have fans in the stands at the Winter Classic, don't even bother playing it. Okay, so you know that that makes that makes perfect sense. The All Star Weekend at the uh, BB and T Center in in Florida uh, on in January was also canceled. So, you know, there you go. You know, they're starting to cancel things. You know, you know, we all know that this. We all know that this. Um, this season's going to be shortened anyway, so why not get rid of, you know, one of your two two events? The NHL still has plans to start next season in January, but there's no, still no word on how many games are going to be played. I mean, I don't think we're going to see an 82-game schedule, folks. I don't think we're going to see it. Maybe we could see maybe a 60 or 62-game schedule. I would think the NHL would go back to the normal playoff schedule starting in April. With the Stanley Cup Finals in June, you know, the draft at the end of June after that. So, you know, just to get back on track. So we would probably see a schedule similar similar to what we saw in twenty during the shortened uh season of twenty thirteen. So and that and that worked out pretty well for the Bruins because they made it to the finals. Um now there's still no decision on if the Bees are gonna be playing at the T D Garden with fans. You know, are they going to be playing with fans? We don't know. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, last week I talked about all Canadian teams in one division and splitting the U.S. teams into other divisions by re- other division divisions by region. You know, this is going to limit uh, limit travel, more back to back games or two and three days between the same teams. I don't know. You know, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting with what they come up with, you know, and 
and see what, you know, what the NHL decides. I mean, you could have each division living out of hotels in bubble conditions. You know, you could probably see, you know, I don't probably, I would say maybe Buffalo hosting, you know, the Northeastern division or whatever they're going to call it. You know, you're going to have the Southern division, probably Tampa will host, you know, who knows. But I don't see the NHL playing in bubbles again unless it's the playoffs. I really don't I really don't see that happening right now because you know they already played in a bu- they already played in a bubble and and let's face it if they play in a bubble again and you know who knows maybe Tuca might not want to want Tuca might not participate in this so because he didn't want to so who knows what's going to happen with that you know they did meet over the I believe that they did meet last week to decide a couple of things and um, mainly, I think it was the draft and everything else, but we'll, we'll just have to. It's going to be a wait and see thing, as far as what we're, you know, what's going to happen as far as the as far as the season goes. I mean, we still don't know if they're going to decide to do a season right now. You know, they could easily with the uptick in everything right now, they may actually say, you know what, we're not going to play next season. So. Who knows what's going to happen with 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 that one? But you know, keep it here. You know, keep listening here, and we're and if anything pops up, I'll let you guys know. And this way, we can move on with the season, whether it's going to be here or not. But you know, keep listening. I'll have all the details for you in upcoming episodes. If there's any breaking news, I'll give it to you. Now, there was a big announcement last week. Mike Doc Emmerich. The lead play, the lead play-by-play announcer for and for the NHL, ugh, I can't talk today. For the NHL and NBC, announces retirement last week. He spent uh, some time calling minor league games for the Hershey Bears and Maine Mariners. Um, I became familiar with him when he called the Whalers Canadians playoff series with color analyst Bill Clement on ESPN back in 1986. He also broadcast New Jersey Devils games. And he eventually became the lead play-by-play man for um, NBC at NBC. And this guy, I know, I know there's a lot of you out there that can't stand the man. You know, I, I, I liked him. I, I as a, as a, as a broadcaster, I liked Doc Emmerich. I liked, I liked the way he did the game. You know. I didn't really care too much for his 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 color commentators at the time, you know, or even even the guys that were, you know, in inside the benches. I really didn't. I care. I I really only cared about him because he knew he knew how to deliver a game. He's an inspiration to countless broadcasters like myself. But the guy was. I mean, the guy's like an institution. And I mean, you, you think of all the great announcers. You know, in hockey, and he's one of those guys. You know, if you're gonna tune into a game, on an, you know, if you're gonna tune in a game, I'd rather have Doc Emmerich. I'd rather listen to Doc Emmerich than anybody else. And and I'm serious here, because he is a good, he's a great, great uh, play-by-play man, great guy, and he knows, and he knows this, he knows his hockey. So, it's it's really good. It's it's sad, but it's good to see him finally announces retirement and my guess is that John Forslund is going to take over that 
lead announcer spot on NBC. So something to look forward to. You know, John Forslund, I know John Forslund has a really good background. Of course, he was with the Carolina Hurricanes, Hartford, Hartford uh, franchise. Um, he was also the play-by-play man for the uh, Springfield Indians back in the early, uh, late, uh, late 80s, early 90s, before he got the job in Hartford. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what John Forslund can bring um, in Doc's in Doc's place, but it's a it's a tremendous you know I'm not saying it's a tremendous loss here for the for the hockey community, but still this guy was a really good play by play man, and I I wish he could have kept going, but I guess the time was right because of because of not you know because of COVID and everything else. I see, you know I I could see him walking away from this now. Now is probably a good time, and hopefully, maybe, maybe in the near future, maybe they'll bring him back for a winter classic. Maybe he'll bring they'll bring him back, or he'll decide to come out of retirement and do the winter classic games. I mean, that would be fun. I mean, nothing like sitting there on New Year's Day with a cold beer and watching watching him announce the winter classic. So, who knows? But you know, he's an inspiration to a lot of a lot of broadcasters. Like I said brought a lot of broadcasters to myself. You know, there's a lot of us who, you know, wanted to get into that business. You know, there are some of us, you know, wanted to get into that business of doing play-by-play. And, you know, you, you study guys. You know, I used to look at him when he used to do games on ESPN or when he was doing the Devils game, when he was working for the New Jersey Devils. You know, I'm the type of guy that'll sit there and I will, you know, I'm not only watching the game on TV, but I do I do listen to the color I do listen to the play by play guy. And there's a lot of great ones out there. There's some I don't like, there are some I do like, but you know, the one thing and a lot a lot of fans, you know, don't like there there's a bunch of reasons why fans probably don't like them, but you know, I like all the all the announcers. There are some that I really can't stand, but I'll, I won't go into that. So, but you know, congratulations to Doc Emmerich on a fine broadcasting career. You know, if you want to see anything, I would go to YouTube and just watch some of, listen to some of his play-by-play calls. So, great guy. Good. He's going to be missed. He's going to be missed. So, you know, he's 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 basically what. He's basically probably what, you know, a lot of guys out there want to be. You know, they want to be that Doc Emmerich. You know, they want to be that John Forslund or that, you know, a bunch of those other uh, Jack Edwards. You know, a bunch of those other guys out there. Or uh, even even a, you know, a, a Chuck Caton, you know, all those guys. You know, but, you know, congratulations to Doc Emmerich on a great, great career. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me at HockeyNASCAR413 or go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Interested in, in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. At believe.com. 
If you would like to join me as a guest on Believe in Boston Bruins podcast, go to the, go to my Believe in Boston Bruins pa- Facebook page, and we'll set up a date and time to record. All you need is Skype or Zoom, and it doesn't have to be all about the Bruins. We can talk about anything hockey. So, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and go Bruins. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.